everybody, Coach John Daly here. Surprised you without the music, didn't I? Hey, listen, we got uh, Jeff Lip coming up here for our second interview. So I just wanted to give this quick intro before uh, the regular music starts. But uh, Jeff and I sat, got a chance to sit down together and uh, do some chatting here uh, for our second interview. And again, we're probably going to have a weekly talk, a little weekly uh, time with some coffee, so to speak, and, and getting some stuff out to help some people. And uh, I tell you what, Jeff's helping me just the time that he gets to spend, and uh, I'm taking notes from him. I hope you do, too. Uh, this is going to be something really powerful, really powerful, uh, that Jeff shares his story a uh, little bit by little bit, little chapter by little chapter, and uh, there's going to be lessons coming out all over the place. Pure gold, everybody, pure gold. So just make sure you sit back, listen up, and uh, get ready for some lessons from Dr. Jeff Lip. Here he is. Hey everybody, Coach John Daly here, uh, back with our special guest, Dr. Jeff Lip, for um, podcast number two of our inaugural uh, get-togethers here, and um, just you know, getting out uh, Jeff's story and a little introduction we had in the first one. So I definitely uh, would recommend anybody that's listening to this one to uh, make sure that you are able to get back to the first one, and uh, it would really help out to uh, lay the foundation, I think, to uh, Find out a little bit about me and uh, and Jeff and uh, what we plan on doing and our hopes and just uh, kind of getting fired up. That's what that was a good first show that we have. So Jeff, are you ready, my friend? About as ready as I can be, John Daly. Absolutely, man. Here it is, Friday. We've had our first full week of school, so I know uh, both a tad tired, but that's what weekends are for. And I tell you what, <laughs> even though I am tired, I don't feel it talking to you, buddy. I, I'm looking forward to. Hear a little bit of your story, and uh, why don't you take away and just give a little background of, of where you're going to be coming at and uh, some of the things you want to talk about. Thanks, John. Well, last time, you and I had a little very good discussion about an introduction about myself, and I gave a lot about myself uh, professionally. This time, I'm going to share a little bit more about my story, and it has to deal with a lot more personal stuff, um, and that's what I really want to kind of focus our discussion on today. So my story begins uh, roughly about three years ago, and I'm going to start with a little bit of quote because this quote has meaning to me, and I'm going to, further down the road in the podcast, share a little bit about what that quote means in depth. But the quote that I'm going to share with you is, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. And the quote's by Mm -hmm. Pablo Picasso. So I'm a very date-oriented type of person. And last podcast that you and I discussed and we talked about, I talked a lot about uh, the sorrow and the grief that I experienced over the last three years, and that's kind of what I'm going to focus on today. So my beginning date is going to be March 14, 2014, and I know it's a little bit far back, but basically it's a good story about a journey of very, very high heights, and then I had a huge, tremendous fall, and then I slowly got a rebirth. So if you have an opportunity, I know a lot of you guys might be driving while listening to this podcast, but if you have an opportunity, you should Google my name. And if you Google my name, my full name, which would be Jeffrey Samuel Lip, spelled J-E-F-F-E-R-E-Y, Samuel, and then Lip with one P. 
When you Google my name, the first thing that will come up is a dissertation that I wrote to become Dr. Lip. And if you ever want to sleep, Mr. Daly, I would suggest you Google the dissertation and Google my name, and then you will see 132 pages that will put you to sleep. I got but it on right now. I just found it. <laughs> so I'm not going to fall asleep yet, though. Yes, yes. I don't want you to fall asleep yet, my friend. Not until at least I get the message across. Thank you, though. But yeah, Google is a great way to search a whole bunch of things. But once again, if you search my name, you'll find a 132-page dissertation. Um, if you ever have received your PhD or you're thinking about doing that, it takes a lot of time to get that particular title. What I had to do was I had to go through a whole bunch of coursework. I had to take some qualifying exams. Then I needed to write a paper. And then the paper that you see is 132 pages. And then I had to defend that paper. After all that process, then I'm called back into a room and then I'm basically awarded this title called doctor. So anyways, going back to the dissertation, on page three is a dedication page. And once again, you'll find that quote by Pablo Picasso again. Once again, it's a very meaningful quote to me and that's why I have it in the dissertation. But once again, the quote is, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of your life is to give it away. It meant a lot to me using that quote because I felt like this is what my calling was to try to expand the counseling profession as far as I could. And getting a PhD is what I really wanted to do. After the quote, then, on page three, you'll find this um, dedication, and it reads this way. This work is dedicated to my wonderful wife, Sarah Elizabeth Lipp, who is my rock, my everything, the love of my life, and has always been there for me. After you see the dedication page, then you can jump to page four, where I acknowledge more people that have gotten me through this particular journey. And I'm going to read the little part that I want you, and I'm going to share with everyone today. Finally, I wish to express gratitude to all my family members, to my parents, Mr. Samuel and Mrs. Abby Lip. I love you too so very much for your unbelievable support. My love and thanks to my siblings, Carl and Kathy Lip, who have always believed in me, to the Biller family and Lindsay Litt, your love and support will never be forgotten. To my niece and my nephews, may all your dreams come true, and I hope that each one of you find your meaning in life. Last but not least, I am grateful for my beautiful wife, Sarah Litt, who will never left my side through the entire journey. I feel truly blessed to have such great family and friends. Thank you all. That day, after finishing that, on March 14th, I was awarded Dr. Lip, and I was probably at the highest moment of my life at that particular point. Mm. After getting done with seven years of work, I am now called Doctor. Tremendous, mm. tremendous accomplishment for me. So I fast forward about a month, and this is the start of my downfall, and this is what I wanted to focus on today. And it has to do a lot with the relationship concept that you and I talked about in the last podcast, and I want to expand on that. So on April 23rd, 2014 is when my world started to completely change. Um, to recap, you heard everything up to that point. I had no worries up until this particular day. I was still married. Everyone in my immediate family was still here, present. All my in-laws were still here and present. And then on April 23rd, 2014, everything changed because Sarah, basically my wife, um, fell out of love with me. And it was pretty devastating on that particular day. Um, I came home from work after working a long day at the high school, 
and then obviously working my night job. Then I came home, and Sarah and I were having a normal conversation as much as possible, and she was sitting across from me. Out of nowhere, she then begins to explain how things have been getting very difficult for her between her and I, and then she proceeded to say that she didn't love me anymore. Being normally how I am, um, and I was not really good with handling my emotions, I got upset, and I started yelling. She started yelling back. We weren't in the perfect situation at all. Long story short, one thing led to another. She started packing her stuff, and all of a sudden, she just then packs everything, takes the only thing that we shared, which was our dog, took the dog with her, and then left. I sat there, absolutely devastated. I asked myself, what did I do? How could I have possibly gotten here? How could someone that I was with for this long, who I've devoted all my professional work to, just basically say to me, she doesn't love me anymore? Yes. Now, John, have you ever been in a situation where you worked really hard and all of a sudden things just didn't work out the way you wanted to work out? Absolutely. I mean, there's been uh, there's been plenty of them, but definitely not at the level of what you're describing. And, uh, and I'm sitting here mm-hmm. you know, kind of tearing up a little bit from the standpoint of <laughs> I just could not imagine you going through this and just I know mm-hmm. how bad it was from the standpoint of seeing you at work and um, mm. But I didn't know truly how deep the wounds were cut um, until you shared your story with, you know, my leadership class, and and even mm-hmm. now, because I can just I can just feel it and hear it through your voice, buddy. And that's why I've always looked at you as one of the best friends I could possibly have. You are always there, and as I mentioned in the first podcast, you read me just like a book. I didn't even share anything with you about that situation, and you just knew something was wrong. And it was really wrong. I mean, things were not good. So staying with that timeline, um, I had to start healing um, because I, I basically had thrown away one of the best relationships that I could ever have in my life because I was very selfish with my time. I did everything that was just geared towards myself, and I was losing focus of what was very important to me. And so... As I started going through um, the process of healing, the next important date is going to be August 14, 2014. Now, keep in mind, I just stated an April date, and now I'm just talking about an August date. So within that time frame, there are about five months. But August 14, 2014 is when we both stepped into a courtroom, and we basically said to each other, um, you know, once again, she stated that she didn't want to be with me any longer, and she wanted to divorce me and to make everything official. It was devastating. Up until that point, uh, for the last five months, so we're talking about April, May, June, July, and then August, I had about five months to try to do everything that I possibly could to try to heal and try to convince her that I made mistakes and try to convince her that I'm worth, this, this, this marriage was worth saving. What I did was I read a lot, I started writing every single day to try to heal. Uh, Me being a counselor, I started attending counseling myself. I surrounded myself with a whole bunch of friends. And then this group that I joined uh, made me refocus on what was really the number one priority that had to be in my life, and which was my higher power. Throughout that whole duration, I read an amazing book called The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. 
John, have you ever read that book? That is a fantastic book, my friend. Let me tell you, um, those love languages, they're spot on. I mean, you know, Absolutely. if there's any guys out there and you hear the title of that, you, you might think, ah, oh, it's kind of mushy. It is powerful, powerful stuff. I love that book. Absolutely, my friend. And I agree. And you and I have actually talked about those particular five love languages because they're very powerful things. And what Dr. Chapman does is he does two things in that book. He describes, number one, what love is in regards to a metaphor about a car. And the car basically is filled by gas, and there's a gas tank that seals all the gas. So love is the same kind of concept. When you get married, uh, you have a gas tank of love. And then all of a sudden, if everything is going good, the gas tank is full. But when things start getting really bad in a marriage, the gas tank starts lowering, 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 and then all of a sudden it hits empty. And when it's empty, things are in a very, very bad position. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone has a different way to love one another. Um, the five old languages of quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, and acts of service. So I think you and I have had a conversation before where my love language was acts of service. I would mm-hmm. come home from a long day of work, um, Sarah would have dinner ready for me because that's what she did. She was an amazing cook. We would eat together. We would share our day. And she just, that's how she showed her love toward me. And that's how I always kept filling my tank. When I was going through the dissertation, I was being very selfish with my time. And it was very difficult for me to, to display her love language. And her love language was quality time. Quality time is, is something where you don't sit there and you just watch TV or you watch Sports Center or you watch a show or anything like that, but you spend very in-depth time talking. And I knew that was her love language because she would just enjoy talking to me and I would love and talking to her. But like I said, as I was going through that whole particular process, I was consumed by myself and I was not really putting her needs above my own. Mm-hmm. So it was very difficult. And so taking accountability for that and learning about that concept was a very important concept for me to start healing because I had no idea what went wrong. We didn't cheat on each other. Uh, none of us were alcoholics. We never put our hands on each other. So figuring out why she just fell all in love with me took time. And this book helped me figure out that particular process. Mm-hmm. The other thing in that book that it stresses is that when a marriage is centered on a higher power or God or the creator – and you put that first, your marriage is always going to be intact. Meaning that we as humans, we're imperfect people, but if you center the marriage around a higher power, a, a, you know, a higher meaning, then things are going to be more intact. We didn't do that. Her and I were losing each other in our arguments um, that led to her leaving. And then you know, it just got worse because our conversations were, were not even conversations anymore. They were more like arguments between one another. Mm-hmm. So... It, it, it was a very difficult pill to swallow because I didn't learn this until after the fact that she left. So it, during that time, as I indicated, I started reading that book. I even wrote to Dr. Chapman. He wrote back to me. I'll share with that in a later podcast. And then obviously, going back to that particular date, on August 14, 2014, she made it official by actually putting a stamp on everything saying that she's going to leave me. Mm. It was the most difficult point um, one of the most difficult points in my life. I, I just don't know how I got through that, but I can tell you right now, learning everything, going through that whole process, I'm a better person for that. 
Um, I'm a true believer now um, that my higher power has the perfect plan for me. I don't know what that is because I'm not with anyone right now, but down the road, I believe he has a perfect plan for me. And I, what, I can, what I can tell you more than anything from this whole particular process of losing her, losing all my in-laws, um, was the fact that I am so much more closer to my higher power than I've ever been. And I have faith that my higher power will drive me in a direction where he wants to put me. And that's why, more than anything, I share this story with you. I share this story with the students in your class. And I want to share it with the listeners, too, because you truly have to value the everyday blessing that you are given, especially if you're giving someone that he wanted you to be with. You have to remember just how important that person is every single day of your life. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. Holy crap. Hey, uh, you know what? I just I wrote. I'm taking notes here, brother. I got my little book here, and I got some notes going. Let me just throw You're this out at you, and then then you can keep going. I'm a messy note taker. It's all over the place. But <laughs> let me see if I can read my writing here. Um, when you were talking about how you know your higher power, God, if, if, if you place Him in the middle of your life, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. thing that I wrote down here just came to me. Probably heard it someplace. I, I see that as you know what, there's, there's no room for you or her to be in the middle to have mm-hmm. the focus on and mm-hmm. to be number one, right? Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. you both can be on the outside looking in together, looking into, into where, you know, if you have God centered in your life, you mm-hmm. don't, neither one of you are jockeying to be number one because he is. You're and, absolutely right, and, my friend. And I'm just wondering absolutely your thoughts right. on that. Well, and once again, it, I, I didn't really learn that until I started turning uh, – I'm sorry. I didn't really learn that until I started attending the counseling group. And the counseling group helped me focus on – because I was self-consumed on what I did. I was like, why did, why did I choose to be so selfish? How could she do this? How could I do this? And it was, it was a very flawed way to think. In, in the middle of everything was my higher power, right? But when I lost all that, um, and then I realized that the only thing that I had control of was just basically giving everything to him, I started, you know, I started losing all the worry that came along with all the anxiety that I was developing. So I, 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 I had to readjust my priority list. I made him number one, and then it's supposed to be him number one and the person that you're with number two. So I, I, I had to center him again in my life. Now I'm alone, but I had to always put him first. And I've been following that for the last three years. And in the upcoming podcast, what I'm going to share with you is that this one loss was just one loss. Nine months later, you'll hear about the loss of my dad, which has compounded the level of hurt and depression that I was experiencing. And throughout that whole duration, I give it all back to him. He has the perfect plan, John. I I don't know what it is because that's a lot of grief for someone to experience within just one particular year. But mm-hmm. as, as we progress our podcast, you and I, you'll hear how healed I have become and how, how, how I just look forward to every single day because I, I wake up and I, and I give thanks for him just, you know, waking me up. Man, beautiful. Holy cow. Now, I think we talked about uh, Vanessa Shandy gave you a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, that w- that was pretty powerful. Uh, the Traveler's Gift. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so I know books hold an important spot in your life here. You were you mentioned something to me before with the five love languages. Absolutely. When did you get that? When did you get that book? Uh, that's a very good point, my friend. I actually got that book at my wedding. And uh, once again, yeah. this is, <laughs> absolutely, it's it's ironic how life plays itself out. Mm. The fact is, um, I believe that one of Sarah's relatives gave me that book. Mm. And once again, this is the importance of priorities. When I got married, mm. uh, we were on cloud nine. We did not have anything. We weren't arguing. We, we, we did not have anything to argue about. Money was okay. Everything was stable. We, we were on cloud nine. I never picked the book up because in my life in that particular moment, nothing was worrying me. And it's not until you, know, you lose something or you hit failure that you realize that, hey, you, know, you need to rely on different resources. That book that Vanessa suggested I read it, fantastic. We'll talk about that in a later podcast for sure because it mm-hmm. taught me a lot of life lessons um, that I needed to know. But you, you make a great point because if I read that book prior to all this happening, I would have reminded myself every single day that I needed to fill her love tank, but I didn't. And, um, you know, once again, I learned after the fact. And, you know, I, I tell this to lots of my students that I work with, and I said this before, I, I don't have a time machine. And um, right. I don't believe you do either, my friend, do you? No, I'm, I've always been looking for one and can't find it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it would be great if we had one. But So I learned to accept the things that I can't change. And my past is definitely one of them. And mm-hmm. so this is why I feel like we're doing what we're doing now is because I, I need to share this message. I feel like that's part of his plan for me now to heal even more is to share this message, is to truly value the relationships that you have every day and the people that surround you every single day. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? I, I wrote something down, too. It, it always, always seems, and I, and I remind my students, I try to remind myself all the time, it always seems that there, it takes a, uh, a pretty sad, horrible, hurtful event in our lives mm-hmm. to shake the tree, so to speak, and, and get us to see that, that exact point that you just made um, as far as just holding close to our heart every every day that we have, especially with the people that we love and care for and doing things that we love doing and uh, making a difference with people. And um, since you and I have been talking, I, I have found myself, um, especially in the morning, you know, grabbing that cup of coffee and uh, letting our dog out and, and going out with with him in the yard and just looking up in the, in the, in the sky and just seeing the stars and just a beautiful, quiet, peaceful start to the day, you know, at mm. 5.15 or 5.30, whatever it is, and um, just love the mornings. And I just, I am totally, totally trying to reflect each and every day on getting the day started mm. just with a heart of gratitude. And, and you have, mm. through your tragedy and your um, the, the hurt that you've experienced, you've helped me. And I know a ton of others, but you've helped me with that, buddy. And uh, I know you've helped yourself too, which I just love. I really do. Taking a sad event and turning it around a, to have benefit and some good things come out of. You help me all the time. Um, I mean, if I had to put a plug in right now, people that are maybe just picking this up for the first time, they need to listen to the rest of your podcast. Five-star ratings, as you and I always talked about. You deserve them. Because uh, as I mentioned to you before we even got to this uh, podcast today, I was listening to a couple of your recordings this morning, and they just got me through the day. So, I mean, truly just 
being grateful, as you and I just talked about, for every single moment of every single day. If you live like that, you live a lot less uh, worry. You know, you have a lot less stress, and you feel more free. Mm. Right on the target, buddy. And thanks for thanks for those kind words. And you know, I, I told you some of these other podcasts I'm listening to, uh, Sam Crowley and Jeremy Todd and John O'Leary and uh, Ozzy Air and. Um, you know, Brandon Danley and just all these others that that's what helps me. And it's just, I look mm-hmm. forward to every day, you know, tuning in and getting some inspiration, some help and just a uh, little guidance. And that's what I get to share. That, that inspires me to do what I'm doing. And it's just me giving back. And, um, but I, I, I do appreciate your words. It means a lot to me, buddy. So what's next for us here, my friend, we're going to, uh, we want to do this on a kind of a weekly basis, right? Absolutely. I'm going to share the next part of my story. Uh, which is unfortunately another tragedy. But slowly as our podcast progress forward, you'll see how I've overcome a lot of this tragedy and are in a, in a, at, at peace with a lot of my life right now. Oh, love it. And you know what? I think every, each and every person listening to this, I hope that's kind of what they're looking for, you know, mm. finding peace, you know, and, and finding, um, you know, a pathway on our journey that it's not always easy and we don't wish it to be easy and we know it's going to be difficult, but just finding that spot where, man, it's okay. I'm fired up. Mm. I'm excited. And the lessons that I'm learning from other people like Jeff and hopefully me and some others that it's making a big difference. So, buddy, you're a big part of that. So, man, I'm looking forward to this, and I hope everybody listening is too. Um, and we'll talk soon again, Jeff, if that's okay, on a weekly basis. I, I won't lock us into one day or another because I know both of our schedules it's a little hairy, but uh, but this is uh, a good way to end uh, podcast number two, and uh, we look forward uh, ahead to podcast number three, my friend. Thanks for having me, John. You betcha, Jeff. All right, everybody. Hey, Coach John Daly, uh, Coach to Expect Success on the Facebook. Get over there. Let's get some discussions going. That's where I will have um, some things about you know some of these articles I'm reading and some of the things Jeff and I share, and I'll have the connection over to. Um, you know, iTunes and, and yeah, the five-star rating is not for my ego at all. It's simply we got to get some more people uh, connected to this. And, and like I've said on the earlier podcast, there's tons of things out there. Please don't just think that my podcast should be the only thing that you're listening to. Um, find some time a little bit every day, you know, in a car ride, at the gym, on a walk, whatever it is, find some time to get some inspiration and find your little piece of it and uh, Jeff's helping us with that. He's helping me, and and it's going to be just a great thing. So, hey, this is Coach John Daly signing off, and we will talk again soon. See ya. 